Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. Good morning to you, Dino, once again. Morning, G. Morning. Plenty to discuss. What about those trials in Sydney and Melbourne at the start of the week? Yeah, all the good horses are back and ticking over to the sort of first up runs this preparation. So um, the trial curves are up and about, and so are we with the races on Saturday. So both Sydney and Melbourne are in really good, but we try to pick the eyes out of them and find the ones that can win on debut. Okay, and... Like there's, there was a couple of interesting text messages today and send in your text messages for trial time. 0499736736. For instance, there's a horse in the first race there going around at Moe for Jason Warren and it's been well supported there this afternoon at Moe um, into $5 now from 11 Treasure Way. And this horse trialed as quick as, say, I'm Thunderstruck and Mr. Brightside did on the same day um, at the Cranbourne trial. So... How do you analyse that? Because sometimes punters can be not full, but it can be a little bit deceptive from time to time, those those trial times. Yeah, definitely. I think you've got to take it like a race day with there's all different factors with trials. Myself, I'm not a massive um, times man with trials. I'm also like to see the action, how they go about it on the bit, off the bit, and how they travel in the run. And a lot as you would know, Gareth, is set up by the first sort of 600 metres of the trial. If they go really hard early, um, obviously trial is going to be good. And then you often see some trials where they daughter early and then sort of come home strong. So I don't use it too much as a reference. And I'm also like to see the action and the way they trial it. I'm not going to be a person who backs horses purely off a scintillating time off a trial. Um, but the market tends to and loves to gravitate towards them and those big margins in trials, which can be very trappy. Excited about our next guest. He's one of the Jets, one of the great trainers of this country, and he has got a wonderful record, especially with his horses first up. He's a terrific preparer of a juvenile as well, and we're heading to WA for our special guest for trial time on this Wednesday, the great Simon Archibald Miller. Hello to you, Simon. Morning, Gareth. Morning, Dean. Welcome. Hope you're well. Yeah, we're very well, mate. Trial time here. So your philosophy with your horses trialing, you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but you like to give your horses a good hit out of the trial. Would I be right in saying that? Yes, yeah. It depends where they're at in their program, yeah. Gareth. So I trial, I trial everything every prep um, because it's you know you can it's a controlled gallop. You know, for the older ones that have been there and done it, you can just use it as a bit of fitness. Or sometimes they're a bit behind the eight ball, so you can fire in them a little bit, but. You can control what speed you want to go, whereas if you do that race day, you'll spend three hours in the shield and you're giving them a run. Yeah. So, um, uh, you, you know, there's, there's so many different variances to trials and, and how you want to use it. Sometimes with the babies, naturally, it's education. Um, sometimes with the older ones, just burn them around with a handbrake on, let them have a bit of a win. And, and, and other times, you, you need it for fitness or or to tinker with gear and see if it works in a trial rather than race day. But 
Um, they're good fun trials. I enjoy it. And also probably gives you a gauge before you go to the races to make sure that you, you're not guessing. Yeah, good morning, Simon. And thanks again for joining us on Trial Time. My sort of question I want to ask this morning is, do you know how good your horses are prior to trials? Or are you taking them to the trials to figure out, yes, they're good enough to attack this race or this race, what level are at? Um, what's your sort of assumption there when you take them to the trials? Uh, Dean, I know exactly where they're at before I hit the trials. So you know who's good, who's slow. Um, there's not many that surprise you, surprise us. Um, they've all, any horse, whether it be a sprinter or a stay that wants to play St. Bay grade, has to show you a nice turn of foot at home. Like, gone are the days when those slugs, the stays, used to be able to get away with Saturday races. Now you've got to have still have that turn of foot in you. And you've seen with all the data that comes through now on race day that your good Saturday stays, they can rip up some nice sectionals. So uh, we know where they're all at, but I suppose the the beautiful thing is that when we know where they're at, sometimes you can play games in trials as well and just see if you can get a dollar out of them first up. So we'll get we'll get into that insight. On, I can't wait to pick your brain there, Cy, si, but... Um, no, no, <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell you those. Yes. I, can't tell you the well, we'll, I can't tell you the tricks, well, then you'll know as much as me. Yeah, well, that's what this is the aim of this particular segment. No one's listening anyway, so si, But I, I want to get, you, I want to pick your brain because we've had Johnny O'Shea and a few of the, the Sydney trainers especially saying like the 800-metre trials in Sydney are just a waste of time because you don't get a real guide on your two-year-olds and they prefer the 1,000-metre trials. But in WA, you have – like I don't see this in other parts of – um, the country, you have 400 metre trials. Do you use them and the philosophy behind WA having those 400 metre trials? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the 400s to be honest, but I do use them for the first time with babies um, because I don't want to go straight to a thousand. Like if we had half mile trials first time around, I'd jump into that and then I'd go to a thousand off the back of off the back of the first trial. But the 400. Um, as much as I'd love it to be 600 or, or a little bit further, I still use it when they're young because it's good experience. They get a day out, they get locked up in the gates away from home and they burn nervous energy and they bounce out over 400. And if they step slow or do a few things wrong, you know that when you go to the 1,000-metre trial, that they should, with natural progression, uh, be a lot sharper with their skill set. So, um, we, we do, we, I do enjoy the 1,000, but I'd like the 400 to be a bit further that I like to trial two-year-old twice. Um, it's very rare I do it once and go to the races. Um, that's their first time around trialling, that is. Um, and once they've schooled up, you know, each prep, you can just give them the one trial and go, go to the races. So it's horses for courses. But I, I've got a structured uh, system that, that tends to work. Now, Simon, you strike at around 20% um, strike rate over the last three years of your horses first up. So punters out there, we know we can arrow in on your horses first up. If we're looking to make money on debut or with horses first up, Simon, what track are we looking after? What horse? What gear changes? What's the ideal setup? Without giving away all your tricks um, for us punters to chime in and make some money. Uh, uh, I suppose just watching the last couple of hundreds a big key. Um, Instead of looking at the clock, just see who's travelling well within themselves. And you look at the rider and you think, well, if you gave it a little squeeze, what, what would you find? Um, and also their action. Like You want to see a nice, smooth action. You know, horses are a bit green and you can carry their head oil 
will hit the ground pretty hard with their front legs and, and they just roar. And sometimes they might run time, but they're not efficient. So you know that when they go to the racing, there's a fair chance they'll run that race upside down and they'll be looking for oxygen late. Um, as long as they've got a smooth, effort, effortless um, action and the rider's not doing much, it's probably not a bad sign um, to see how they're going into a race. But I suppose blinkers are a key as well. Sometimes people try them without and then put them on race day. That's probably another little um, little tricky area where you just got to keep an eye on because the horses can be very sluggish without them and require them. And sometimes it's best to leave them off in a trial and not show your hand and just go around for fitness. So um, I'd, I'd keep an eye on the blinkers as the gear change as well. There's that famous moment where I got you on radio um, nearly two years ago now when Amelia's Jewel had her first ever gallop and you were clocking her and she, I think she broke 11 or something ridiculous at her first gallop for a furlong. Um, and you thought, yeah. well, what was the time that she did for that furlong? Yeah, she ran 10, 7 or <laughs> And you uh, thought... <laughs> and I, I remember I was live on your radio. It was getting day or railway yeah. day here and she ran 10, 7. And I just momentarily lost my thought process yeah. with you, and I was like, "Wow!" Well, well and you were, and then I didn't even mean to say "Wow" on your radio yeah. program. And you're like, "Is everything all right?" And so I remember I said, "Why?" Yeah. a two-year-old that he's that he's just gone unbelievably good. And I remember he said, "Right, eight name." Yeah, you can't say his name. I said, "Peter Walsh." I said, "Peter Walsh." I said, <laughs> "So we knew it was Amelia Horse." So, well, with, yeah, with it's that, funny. you just know, you know, you just know. So with that, um. Yeah. So, for, you're a punting stable. You've you've had a chat to me, um, and that's how you've got into the game because of the love of the punt. And that's why you wanted to train horses. So, do you identify horses from a punting perspective with your stable to go? All right, then this this horse has galloped the house down. Don't worry too much about the trolls. When we start this horse, we bet. Um, if you know that you've got a really good one at home, how does that work? Where you the balance of making sure you educate them properly without giving up too much information so you get a price. Because as Dino pointed out, punters know that you go at 20% first up. So sometimes your horses are over bet. So how do you try, if you've got a couple of mates that love a punt, to get a price, Si? Oh, you've got to have the right product, Gareth. And yeah. sometimes, you know, you can't go to the trials as a two-year-old and play games with them because you've got to educate them and yeah. you don't want to get them into bad habits. They're probably... And like with Amelia's jewel, like, there's no point trying to bury her or, or go to the line with a handbrake on because you just got a flash of red light anyway. But um, what I generally do, or where I can get a big toy, is when they have their juvenile trials and they're not ready to go on, and you put them out and bring them back, and you've already schooled them up. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can ride them upside down in the trial deliberately, knowing that uh, they're better ridden the other way, and, and you can play that way. But nine times out of ten, um, if if you're trying out smart the system, they bite you in the backside. But there are there are the there are the right ones. Hey, <laughs> there are the right ones. Sorry, I'm doing two things at once. Um, no, you can. There are the right ones that um, you can play games with, and and not not games in doing them dodgy, but you know you just know that when you put a set of blinkers on, yeah, um, you know, this horse will thrive. And and I had a a horse that um, you know the owner was very patient. And we knew shades when it went on, he would um, go to another level. 
And I think he had eight starts before we even put him on. And, and we weren't playing games on race day because we ended up in the steward's room. But he won uh, two out of his eight without the shades. And you're like, well, when we put these on, um, we'll launch. And then we just waited for the big day over here on the three big days. And I waited until we hit a strong field. And then I put the shades on, knowing that we'd be able to to, to beat them. And, you know, we got 10 to 1 and it worked perfect. But, um, you know, you don't always get it right. But it, it, I think it's the fun. It's the fun of it. Speaking of some winners, or a 10 to 1 shot lobbying, Simon, do we have anything this week that us punters can chime into, get the pens out? I know you've got a couple of runners nom for the two-year-old Magic Millions and the three-year-old Magic Millions, or is there a horse at home that's maybe working like Amelia's Jewel and we can um, put it in the black book? Well, the, I mean, everyone knows that Live to Tell, it's probably our number one seed in the two-year-old ranks. I thought it was unbeatable in its first two-year-old yeah. race of the season, and it got rolled right on the line. I wanted to vomit. Um, <laughs> it subsequently pulled up shins or both legs the next day and it's like well there's your answer um, and then off the back of that um, the winner ended up winning another two and it's racing over there on Saturday Brave Payload So just with uh, that Simon how good are the like that initial plate I've talked to Dino and Peter Anthus of the data man and, and you get your data like a lot of good men and live to tell um, that initial plate and that group of two-year-olds, they could just be one out of a box. Like, WA could have produced – that initial plate could have been one of the best form two-year-old races of the year around the country. Would I be right yeah, in saying that? Yeah, 100%. Well, there hasn't been another two-year-old over here that's sort of I'm worried about apart from the first three across the line in the initial plate. So yep. who would have thought um, going that race, the horses that would come out of it, like Trevor's horse, It'll be hard to beat the Magic Millions next week. I've got a filly going there, Champagne Street. She was really good on debut on Saturday, ran second. Uh, and she'll improve with natural fitness. Now, fitness is probably the only thing I can turn the table on Trevor's horse. But, you know, we're, we're a realistic chance in it. But he's, he's one ran third to Brave Halo. And it looks like it's an, on an upward spiral. It's going to meet us better at the way. Uh, and an extra 100 metres, so we're probably in trouble, but we'll run really well. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, you're right. The initial play, it was just a ridiculously good form race. And I've got one for you, auspicious, our mate AB's horse. Um, they're, they're, yeah. they're crowing it. They're crowing it, um, um, Simon. Yeah, we trolled really good the other day. Ran time, and it just looks speedy when it goes. And, yep. you know, where he is, and he's done well there. He's found a 1,000 metre race. Um, yeah. You know, what does it do beyond a 1,000? I'm not sure. It's got a really speedy action. But it's, uh, like, it should just be able to win on Saturday. That also, unfortunately, I got one in it. Um, but I think SJ's also better than mine. Hey, um, yeah. But you never know. Hey, mate, I know you're busy. Um, tell, the, tell, tell Holly to go and do evens there at Belmont. We appreciate her being patient. Holly Watson, of course, probably riding track work or Patrick Carberry or... Um, <laughs> Um, and just, they've got a few text messages coming through. An update on Amelia's Jewel. And we should see her try a little bit differently, um, I would imagine, than what we saw her before her last preparation when you had a few problems with her behind the scenes. Would I be right in yeah, saying well, that? Yeah, 100%. Um, that's 100% where trials you can use to your advantage. And yep. She came in really light, unfortunately, and I didn't have much to work with. So those first two trials last time in, the general public were probably wondering where she was at, but... I couldn't let her off the bridle, and it wasn't because you're playing games. I just had nothing to work with. So I was trying to get her 
put weight on her and get her fit at the same time. It's a bit of a tricky balancing act. So, but this time in, she's really heavy. She spelled well. So when she goes and trials, she'll rip up and troll like a proper horse this time in. So that's the other thing. You've got to use trolls to your advantage when it best suits your horse and, and how you're training. So it's fascinating. I, I, I love it and I enjoy trials. And I actually enjoy watching juveniles troll from other barns as well, just so you can get a gauge on where yours are at compared to me. So just, I know you're busy. Can I have one more question, Si? With the, with the yeah. other trainers in WA, like what's something that stands out in your mind to help us punters from a different trainer, like a, from outside your stable that you don't think many people would know? Uh, some people are different. Some like to just bang them out and run them along. And yep. then you've got like a Trevor Andrews who likes to let his just fall out, hit the line, and then he'll do that again next start. Um, yep. And so... You just don't know that if he gives it half a squeeze on race day, will it bang on speed and be too good? Yeah. Um, everyone's a bit different. Um, Uncle Uncle Nev, what about Neville? Ah, uh, well, he's a beauty. He confuses me. I don't know what he does sometimes. <laughs> and and yeah, he's a ripper. He Jim, keeps me guessing. Jimmy right? Taylor. He's one I haven't stuffed. Jimmy Taylor uh, likes Jimmy to win. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he likes to win. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with winning trials. Sometimes you're better off winning trials. Yeah, because you'll get a, probably a better price than if you put the handbrake on and hold them up. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point you make. Hey, mate, we could sit and listen to you all day. Um, you're a fascinating individual. Can't wait to see Amelia's jewel back. Should we back her for the quokka? Can you win twelve hundred metres? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. She can. Yeah, if I train her like a sprinter, she absolutely. And, and to be fair, I don't even know what a pet distance is. Yeah, well, that's scary, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah, no, something to look forward to. All right, mate, we better let you go. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, great to catch up with Simon Miller. That was sensational stuff, Dino. He's a very fascinating character and he's, he loves the punt as much as we do and backing horses first yeah. up. So if you're going to back his horses, he's going to have them ready to go. And um, I love that he plays tricks and understanding his mind a little bit more um, helps us punters out and definitely WA punters. 0499736736 to join our conversation with Trial Time. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll go through the star trialers for Dean Watling over the last week. Thanks, of course, to the Barry attendant. This is Getting Up and Trial Time. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Dean Watling is with me as we go through the star trialers of the week. And Dino... Um, there was some terrific trials there at Cranbourne, also in Sydney at the start of the week. It is an exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fascinating time. The good horses are stepping out again. We had that official set of trials at Cranbourne. Um, we saw some really, really nice horses um, head out. And then same in Sydney, we saw Zapateo back, Joyful Fortune, a couple of other really nice runners. So um, great time, great time to be looking at trials. And hopefully we got everyone's got the pens out and ready to note down a couple of key ones we found. We've got a couple in Sydney to kick off proceedings. One from the Waterhouse and Bot Camp and the other one from Team Snowden. So what can you tell us there? Yeah, it was a good set at Ramwick. There was about 20-odd trials. Um, the two that I really like out of them, the first one, Waterhouse and Bot, teamed up with Brett Preble. The name is Introducing. Um, heat 16 over 740 metres. A lovely debut trial. The first trial for this two-year-old filly. She's out of Trapeze Artist. Um, I like what she did in this trial. Sat up on speed. Like I said, it was her first go at the trials and she matched motors with the uh, Jim Crack and Magic Millions runner-up Platinum Jubilee. So that's always a good reference. Uh, we're looking for a second trial now over 900 metres, but she carries the James Heron Bloodstock colours. So 
we know she's well bred. Um, and Lee, she looks to have talent. The second was a race horse. The big tick here is J-Mac in the saddle for the Snowden camp. Um, the horse's name is Dynasties. Obviously, out of preparation, we'll get over a lot further. But his trolls over 1,050 metres. Um, got a long way back in that, but made a stack of ground. And if you go and look at the trials, punters, uh, Heat 7, uh, the work of this horse through the line, about 100 metres past the post, um, it's well in front of the field. So massive tick J-Mac on and massive tick the trial. So dynasties and introducing of the two out of Sydney. What about in Victoria? We'll start off with Graham Beggs camp because Mahara was impressive there at Cranbourne recently. Yeah, Maharaba, a uh, very nice horse. Ex-David Payne, which is a very interesting stable change. Went through the golden gift behind Barber, Infatuation and Summer Loving. And now that's really good form lines. We'll see Barber this week back in the Colton Gelding's Blue Diamond Prelude. We know what Summer Loving and Infatuation did. But this horse is now with Graham Begg. Um, Gelded in this preparation, which is key. He's got a lovely action, big stride. I love the way he made ground. He was really green on David. He wanted to do a bit wrong. So he's a horse that I love that profile. Two-year-old, had the run, spelled, gelded, brought back, and now we can go on with it um, this preparation. What about the written tycoon filly from Lindsay Park, Sheva? Yeah, interesting. The, the Hayes boys aren't noted to have uh, sort of pushed their horses out in trials. They love to sort of... Um, Closing in behind, build fitness. But this horse showed really good improvement between jump outs. And that's a good note for mine. It's something I rely on heavily. Love the latest jump out. She was up on speed, extended away, giving it a little click up. And she put about five lengths on her, the field. So with the official trials, we get to note the jockey and Michael Deal's in the saddle. So that's a good push if he sticks race day for Shiva. And then we got a couple from, or we've got one filly from the Mar and Eustace camp running bar. Yeah, running bar, really nice. She was a good winner on debut. Um, had a couple of issues, fell 15 weeks, brought back now. Lovely, pending filly. Uh, recent jump out was super in really, really good time. Um, descended on them, extended away, did everything right. So she's in for an outstanding preparation. Um, another one of the Cranbourne trials, the Cassini uh, for the Griffiths and Dinox stable. Had a couple of runs now, four-year-old gelding, 10 starts. But um, he wears a Hawkbury on her colours. Um, I think he's in for his best preparation yet. Yeah, love his action, strong on the bridle, punching through the line. And the Griffin Dinox stable starting to become one of my favourite first up stables in Victoria. So that rounds okay. out at Cranbourn. Yeah. Cranbourn's and you got trials, one at Evoca really nice. too. Yeah, really nice. Shout out to the jump out boys. They they sort of pushed me into this horse. Left field a little bit, but a three-year-old Toronado filly, sharp jump out. The latest was the best, 1,000 metres. Love the way it picked up late to the line, extending really well. So Miss Millhouse is the horse's name. Archie Alexander, a really sneaky stable at the trials, but um, we can put this one in the black book and back at first start with confidence. Love it. We've got a few text messages coming through. You ready, Dino? Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Gee, I've won for Dino from the from the trials. Allocate from the Shane Fleetness stable has been impressive in his trials and jump outs. Looks set to debut at Bendigo. I'm keen to hear Dino's thoughts there on the flea in the train, youngster. Allocate your thoughts there, Dino. Really nice horse. A good mate of mine, James Nelson, has been tipping me off this horse. And its trials and jump outs have been outstanding. I know they've been patient with this horse and it's yeah. meant to go around Sunday at Bendigo. Um, but it looks really smart and it should be winning that race. All right, then. That's a good push. Good on you, James. Wellwall. Does Dino know what's happening with Wellwall? This was the import that started in the Golden Eagle for Chris Waller. Hadn't been seen since the Eagle until Monday's trials. What did you make of its trial, first of all? Yeah, it was a good little hit out. Obviously, copped a bit of a, a poor ride in the Golden Eagle. Um, 
typical for Waller to have sort of these quiet trials, didn't do nothing. I think the biggest push now, look for a second trial and look for it to do a bit more. He often uses these uh, first trials with his sort of middle distance sustain horses just to tick them over. Look for a second trial, maybe blinkers on, which John O'Shea gave the push for Waller horses, but um, he did a fine job. Do we have any horses that we need to be backing from our trial files over the last week or so there, Dean, that might be starting this week? Yeah, we've got a couple. Um, obviously, we have Charmstone, who goes around in the, the Phillies um, Blue Diamond Prelude, and one today at Mowie, um, a really nice horse, a really expensive buy for the Mick Price, Michael Kent Jr. stable in Humming. Really short, Mowie race three, number nine. Um, should get the job done. And then there's one tomorrow, race three at Pampkinham. Uh, Von Hawk for the um, Cliff Brown stable. Second up now. Didn't go right on debut, but I think it will be winning um, tomorrow. So Pakenham race three and Moe race three. Humming and Von Hawk at Horses we can back this week. And Benny said was keen on Alligate. He found that with our country racing or the Bet365 country racing, our black book. Um, he found that as a black booker. So... Allocate, can't wait to see what he can do on debut. And my filly that I found at the trials auspicious, Simon Miller just pointed out she's pretty good. She's a daughter of I'm Invincible. She starts at Ascot on Saturday. So I think she'll be going awfully close. And the other horse that trialed the house down recently in WA, horse by the name of Snipperucci, also for SJ Miller. It's a horse I think that you can back with some confidence on Saturday as well. First up. As always, Adino, it's a pleasure, mate. It's an exciting time of the year. I'm just trying to update these fields for Saturday, they'll be out shortly. Ramwick, um, we might go through these fields when they come to hand with Jacko France with the latest racing news. But can't wait for the preview tomorrow with um, Jack Dickens, yourself, and Mickey Gannon. Outstanding. Piero played English Millennium, Diamonds. It's fascinating. We see yep. King Gambit, Don Sterleone, stack the horses. So can't wait. I might talk to um, the producer, Jacko, and see if we can have an hour and a half there tomorrow for the preview show. Good on you, Dino. Thanks, Legend. Thank you. He's Dean Watley. Thanks to the Barrier 10. And, of course, it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing. Firstlightracing.com.au. Time for the news. And then it's the racing news with Jackson France. And we'll also catch up with Tommy Wood for Hong Kong Corner on this Wednesday.